Hello everybody, you're listening to the Fashion Photography Podcast, the one and only place where you can find every single thing about the fashion industry. I'm your host, my name is Virginia Antuma, and I'm a fashion and advertising photographer. Today is Wednesday, so be with another guest. And we're going straight to India, because he was born there. There are some very interesting topics ahead of us, like communicating with your models, what you need to know before starting a shoot, having your own language, as a photographer and you'll find out why my guest is against references. There are so many ways to be rich and today we'll be talking about this and all the different meanings of this little word. I really can't wait to start this conversation. My name is Tarun Khival and I do photography here, fashion photography. I've started as a portrait photographer, but I'm known more for my fashion work and I'm from India. And you're based there and you work there, right? I live here and mm -hmm. I'm based here, but I travel almost like all over the world to shoot uh, wherever job takes me. And what's different about going outside of India? Is the market very different? No, most of the time it is when I'm going outside, it's purely because of advertising reasons, actually. You know, I do a lot of advertising work, uh, which is lifestyle fashion work. And, you know, there are sometimes you, you need different kind of locations and all that stuff. So you need a beach, which is in mm -hmm. India, the beaches are not so clean. So we go towards Mauritius or Seychelles or Maldives or these kind of island places. Mm -hmm. So it depends on job to job and, you know, a large part of my work is advertising as well so I, I travel because of that and what was first you said that you started with portraits yes then fashion photography and then advertising photography the thing is that when I started my work I was only shooting portraits and then I had a couple of my designer friends they asked me to shoot some fashion for them and I said you know I, I don't understand fashion so nicely so they said okay fine we'll style and you shoot you shoot just portrait even when they are just dressed up in completely amazing clothing and all that. I'm still shooting very simple portraits of these people. That is how it started. Eventually it started becoming my, my style because my sensibility was very simple, very portrait based, but at the same time, a lot of Indian culture, heritage kind of stuff showing into it. The sensibility was very Indian, even when I was shooting fashionable images. So that's how it worked for me. So now I, I'm known more for my fashion work than portrait work. When you started with those portraits, you were shooting regular people or some celebrities? Regular celebrities, because I do a lot of editorial. <laughs> so I was shooting for magazines and sometimes the magazines used to send me to shoot some celebrities, right from celebrities, from musicians to poets to writers. New connections for you. Spiritual people. I just love shooting people. And that's the reason, you know, that was my first thing that I wanted to connect to people. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I was very shy in my school. When I got the camera, I I just thought this is this is my thing. I'm saying this can be my language because I can connect with people through this. Otherwise, I was very shy to talk to them. That was the most beautiful thing which happened to me, getting a camera. And I realized it was like a you get a passport to enter the other person's life, actually, you know, easily. You can just get in and just fiddle around and talk to them and touch them. <laughs> and then, and you know, so it was it was what very soul satisfying for me. You said it so beautifully, like a passport. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you're pretty chatty when you're holding a camera. Yeah, I, you know, I just talk to my model, uh, whoever is my subject, whoever I'm shooting with, and I just make them very comfortable. I don't over direct them. I just talk about their, sometimes about their kids, sometimes about their lives, sometimes what they like, you know, what drink they like and what music they listen to. Everything apart from photography. I just talk to them about that. 
Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, you just make the subject very easy. Then they start connecting with you. And as soon as the connect happens, that is when you can just pick up the camera and start talking to them and start shooting simultaneously. Not over-directing in the sense of like, I just don't show them any references. Mm-hmm. Because if you show the reference, you're already bounding them into one small frame that this is how you want. And I personally feel if you give them space, they start to express themselves. And that is when you get unique images. Yeah, plus, I think it's very important in your case when you're talking so much with the model to remember all this stuff because the yes. next time you see them, what if you ask the same questions? I think they'll feel that there is something wrong. So there is I... a lot of information in your head. <laughs> yeah, I I've been doing it for 25 years now. Mm-hmm. And every day is a new day and every day is a special day. And I personally feel as a human being, spiritually also I'm evolving. It's not that I talk too much. It's just that I just talk the right stuff. You yeah. need to, after so many years of working, I've realized like how to probably deal with different types of human beings and what is that you should talk. So if I'm talking about kids, then I'm only talking about kids to them. I'm not talking about every goddamn thing to them. So <laughs> what happens is that conversation needs to be rich. I personally feel I'm a very rich photographer, not in terms of money. I'm not saying in terms of money. Yeah. I think I'm very rich in terms of my experiences. Mm-hmm. Because every day when you deal with so many human beings on a daily basis, your experiences are so rich that your conversation can never be the same because you're changing every day. When you meet the same person next time, Even if you're talking about the same subject, maybe your conversation is much more richer than the last time. I totally understand because what if you're good only at photography? If you cannot have a normal conversation with a person. Yes, yes. What photography this... is just mm-hmm. a medium of expression for me. Uh, photography is just a way of expression. Mm-hmm. Much more bigger thing which is happening with me is the life, which is the way it is pulsating. I'm much more connected to life which is happening around me. And photography just becomes my medium to kind of express the way I want to or whatever I want to express. So for me, the life is much more bigger than photography. Everything and that's just put it into a digital image and then or maybe the film when we were used to the film, when we were shooting on the film. That's how I've seen life because I was not trained as a photographer in the school. I've just learned photography by assisting different people, different photographers. By experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you now feel that photography has given you something? For example, do you feel more comfortable to talk to people even when you're not holding a camera in your hands? Yes, I think so. It was because of photography I became much more richer in terms of my experiences because it gave me opportunity to meet different people from different walks of life. Sometimes you're shooting very normal person who's not a celebrity and the very next day you're shooting a really huge celebrity and sometimes you're shooting a very big chef and sometimes you're shooting a very small person on on a street. So the variety and the kind of gamut I have, the kind of people I work with from different walks of life, that makes it very, very rich. So what I personally feel is that if you're meeting people, If you're going to different countries, sitting with different type of people and chatting with them, having coffee with them and listening to their life experiences. As much as I talk, I, I'm a very good listener also. So that is how when you grasp, when you meet people, you try to grasp also when you don't have the camera, when, you, when you're not shooting them. That is the time when I listen. That is the time when you grasp whatever is happening around you, the way the life is pulsating around you, the way people talk, people smile. 
experiencing life. Yeah, when somebody <laughs> just sitting and and just smoking and suddenly they smile and you don't know the reason why they are smiling and it's so amazing to see people's expression. I just observe things very nicely because I think first rule of photography is that before you start clicking you need to know how to see things. Mm-hmm. Once you know how to see things it'll be much more easier for you to express through your camera. I agree completely. Do you carry a camera in your regular life? Uh, not really. I have a, a huge memory bank in my mind. <laughs> uh, pictures I wanted to click but I've not clicked but they are they clicked in a certain you uh, know in, in a completely different way as an experience in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think when the moment is happening I don't want to miss out that moment just by getting into clicking it all the time. I'm more excited about being in that moment with that person or with when somebody's talking about something. So I just don't want to bring thing like camera between me and them energy exchange happening you're Absolutely. really connecting with someone and then suddenly you say okay hold on you know i'm going to click some pictures i say you're <laughs> spoiling the moment so i just grasp the whole thing as an experience which really? can be used later on as the reference for some shoot maybe absolutely yeah we totally share the same experience here yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly my thought i'm not going out with a camera like never ever simply yeah. because first of all the camera <laughs> is a, yeah. a heavy thing to be honest about it and secondly i don't even own a, a small camera for me this is my job it's not a hobby so i'm kind of not buying anything that i won't need in my professional life So yeah. yeah, and talking about heavy cameras, I know that yeah. <laughs> you have a Hasselblad Master Award. Yes, yes. Tell us about it, please. Well, this happened 2005 and uh, mm-hmm. in 2004 uh, they started connecting with me and those were the days when the mobile phones were not there at least in India. We used to just get calls sometimes and sometimes uh, emails about you know can you send us some pictures they were just looking at my website and some of my work on internet and then they started asking me about sending negatives transparencies to them i thought this was for this magazine called forum so they gave me their fedex number and they said you know if you just send it through this and you will not be charged so i used to just send them negatives and transparencies and they used to send it back to me and then suddenly again they used to send a mail saying that can we see some more stuff in this category or that category and it was quite uh, i just thought that it is all happening for because they wanted to use my pictures for forum <laughs> you didn't even knew <laughs> yeah and and at one point of time i got a little uh, sort of irritated also and just for one magazine they are asking me to send so many pictures and all that they are just scrutinizing everything then i thought that they were paying for everything so they made uh, twice they spoke to me also mm-hmm. and i thought was very heavy duty kind of arrangement they have before they print the pictures in in forum magazine and the next thing i know is that uh, they sent me a contract and the whole thing a letter saying that we are selecting you as a hasselbad master yes. and i was really 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 so thrilled mm-hmm. and surprised at the same time you know it's it's a huge thing and then i couldn't resist myself and i asked them why me and that is when they told me that your work as lot of indian sensibility you're sticking to to your own sensibility which is becoming international you're not mm-hmm. trying to be an international photographer not trying to shoot like other people you have your own language how beautiful you are which you are trying to show and that is what we are looking for you were shooting with hasselblad back then 
I was shooting on Hasselblad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had I had very little equipment, but I was shooting. Yes, with uh, Hasselblad. Mm-hmm. Did this award bring you something? Well, many things apart from little equipment which they gave me. You know, I started going to many, you know, lectures and art colleges and all that. And also the confidence. Most important thing which happened to me was that I realized that I was just sticking to my sensibility from the very beginning. I had my own childhood memories and I wanted to use the I grew up in a very small town. My summer vacations were even in a smaller town, which was very rich in heritage and culture and in art and all that. So and very very local flavor of that place so mm-hmm. i realized that all my work was very highly influenced by my childhood memories i was just completely immersed in the culture and the festivity which was going around me at that time and that was all that all started filtering through my work in in my fashion work so when you see my especially the very beginning of my work with uh, some designers it was very highly influenced by the local theater which was going on when i was growing up you know so the visual imagery was very very new layered with that kind of sensibility i realized that uh, when i'm sticking to my own sensibility and i'll have to be myself i don't have to be someone else i don't have to shoot like western photographers to be known like as a big photographer and so they chose me because of my indian sensibility Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what helped you to become one of the chosen photographers for the Broncolor annual calendar in 2012? I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. You know, because if you're not doing what, what you're supposed to do, or you're just copying other people's work, then you cannot be a storyteller. You're telling somebody else's story. When you see other people, especially the new generation of photographer, they all do some really amazing work. I'm saying no complaints about that. But I'm saying I don't know whether how many of them are telling their own stories. When you look at their work and when you look at somebody else's work, you can't make out the difference between two photographers sometimes. Yeah. What about the beginning? Is that what you were aiming in the beginning, or you were just no. shooting even without realizing that you're not into the steps of somebody else? I assisted two very big photographers and uh, the first thing which came to my mind when I started I said I'll have to come out of the shadow of these two photographers I worked with when somebody starts the work till one day you're working with some big photographer and then the very next day you start doing your own work and you're you can't influenced. help it yes yeah you are influenced and you can't help it but your work will start looking like their work and my first thing which i thought was that i don't want to shoot like them they were great photographers but i thought that i'll have to have my own language yeah the world does not need another photographer like that <laughs> i was not too sure that how to do that but then i picked up the camera and then you know when you leave it to your being and your being starts talking to your sensibility and then it starts showing up in your work that is what happened And I think that is the most spiritual thing which can happen to you when you are just not trying and just expressing when you're not trying very hard to do things. Yeah. So whatever was happening I was just letting it happen to me. And then I started picking up the camera and I started doing these weird things and very Indian kind of things and making it very contemporary and then I realized that I have a I have a language. Uh, it took me some time to kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. but at the same time hasselblad gave me a lot of confidence hasselblad masters that i'm on the right path 
So far, so good. I know it was a short podcast, but we decided that the best way to start the year is to continue a good conversation with a really cool guest. So you'll be able to hear the rest of this podcast next Wednesday, which will be our start of 2017. Thank you so much for being with us and don't forget that we have another podcast this Friday and it will be our last for 2016. However, you can always join our Facebook page called The fashion photography podcast where we can grab the future together <laughs> thank you so much for being with me today and i'll see you on friday